and welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. I'm Rob Veltri and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while sitting in traffic on my drive home from work. This is the 30th episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast and if you've listened to all 30 episodes, um, you are amongst the elite and by the elite I mean the extremely small number of people that have done that. I don't even know if that's even one person but if it is, hey, good for you man, thanks for listening or girl, whoever you are, thanks for listening. Probably not my mom. I don't think she's listened to any episodes. That's a, that's a joke. Mom, if you're listening, I know you've listened to a few. Anyway, this is going to be the last one that I'm recording for a little while. Um, I'm going to... I've been working a lot more lately, and I've been doing a lot of programming work for my amazing gym, Stoked Athletics, and that's been taking up a lot of my free time. So uh, this will be the last one that I put out for just a little while. I'm going to take a little bit of a break from this. I appreciate everybody that's listened so far, and I know that I'll come back to this eventually. Um, And you might be thinking, hey, Rob, what does that have to do with you recording a podcast in your car? You know, you're not on your computer in your car. You're correct, I'm not, but I do plan these episodes out. I do write notes for these episodes and prep them ahead of time. Sorry if that bursts anybody's bubble. I don't just sit here in my car talking into a microphone. That's I'm a little more organized than that. Um, so sorry if I'm breaking the fourth wall there. At the same time, you might be thinking, Rob, are you really reading from notes while you're driving? That doesn't sound safe. Uh, keep in mind, the average distance that I make per episode is like a mile and a half, maybe a mile, 1.8 miles. Uh, if you do the average there, that's like six miles per hour. So yeah, moving pretty slow. So I can glance down at my notes while I'm moving this. uh, And most of the time, I'm not even moving. So let's just keep that in mind. Anyway, so since it's the last one I'm going to be putting out for a while, I'm just going to leave with some some thoughts, some some important thoughts that I think good take-homes, things that you can use practically and kind of move from there. Like, you know, and a lot of this stuff is going to be things that I've said in the past, but I just want to reiterate to you, maybe in a different way, um, but just some things to keep in mind that you can use moving forward, and hopefully it helps, um, and we'll go from there, all right? And there's about seven or eight things that we're going to talk about here today, so it might be a little longer than usual, but I'm going to try to keep it still somewhat relatively short for, the, for those, of, those of us that have short attention spans like myself. Anyway, first things first, <clears throat> lifting, any sort of lifting is safe. If you're not, if you're smart, right? Obviously, that's the way it is. If you are lifting properly, if you're lifting with load, like you're not going to hurt yourself. In fact, you're going to be make, you're going to get stronger. Okay. If your spine moves while you're training, it's okay. Like it's it's made to move. Okay. So, main thing I want you to take away from here is lifting's not going to get you hurt. Okay. Your ability to load yourself is what's going to hurt you if you do end up hurting yourself. Okay. Every time that people get hurt when they're training in the gym. It's not because of the exercise, okay? It's because of the load most of the time, okay? Most of the time. It's because of the load. And they're, you know, not rested properly. They're tired. They're sore. They're a little beaten up. And then they go too hard. And then, boom, they strain something or, sort of, you know, they feel a pull, whatever it is, all right? But lifting itself, lifting alone is not dangerous. It's very, very good for us. It is going to keep us young. It's going to keep us energetic and it's going to keep us happy, all right? So that's main thing, number one. That's why I'm saying it first. Next thing. You might be really good at working hard. In fact, you probably are really good at working hard because most people are, believe it or not. At least people that I know. A lot of people that I know are very good at working hard. But that's not always enough, right? It's not always enough for you to reach your fitness goals is just to have that ability to work hard. And that's where coaches and trainers come in because they can do one of two things. One, they can tell you what to do which is what most people need. You know, They can give you a program that's well thought out and written for you. 
And they can also help keep you consistent and on track towards your goals, all right? Sometimes if you don't have a, a trainer or a coach or somebody there to help you along the way, you know, you might fall off the, off the wagon. You might lose your consistency. You might stop doing going as hard all the time because you don't have that person there, right? You don't have the person there to help you with consistency, consistency and intensity, right? So you might be really, you're probably really good at working hard, okay? But that doesn't mean that having a coach or a trainer can't help you, okay? Those are always going to be beneficial for you, whether you work, whether you work well with them or not, they're still going to be beneficial because they're there to help you, okay? And you're, obviously you're paying them and so they're going to want to, get to help you as much as possible so that you can keep paying them, okay? That's another thing. Uh, moving on. And again, these thoughts are completely randomized. Like when I sat down to write this I just kind of, it was kind of just a brain dump. I didn't organize it at all, which is unlike me, but that's okay. So these thoughts are going to be bouncing around a little bit, just, just so you know. But the next thing, if we're talking about hypertrophy, right? Muscle growth, okay? Exercise selection matters and it is important. And when I say that, I mean, oh, what's the best type of squat for my legs to grow? What's the best type of, of press for my chest to grow? You know, how do I make, what exercises are good for my biceps? Exercise selection matters, but the most important thing when it comes to building muscle is the effort you put in, the nu- your nutrition, and your recovery. Those three things matter a lot more than exercise selection. Maybe not a lot more, but definitely they matter more than exercise selection, meaning you can have the best setup you know, you could, for your legs to grow, whether it's a hack squat, a pendulum squat, whatever. You might have the perfect technique for to maximize quad growth but if you're not putting in that effort where you're getting close to or near failure okay then your legs are not going to grow okay if you're not having enough if you're not eating enough protein or carbs to fuel your exercise to fuel your workout or protein to build your muscle you're not going to grow okay and if you're not recovering if you're not resting giving your body time to rest and grow and recover then again the muscles are not going to grow so you could do the best exercises out there you know if you go on youtube and type in best best exercises for this you might find, you know, an athlean X video or something where they're like, "Oh, you want to build your, you want to build your calves? Try these five calf exercises." Like, that's great. You could do those exercises, but what matters more is the effort that you put into it. Okay, if you're constantly going at seventy percent and just kind of not really getting near failure, your those muscles are not going to grow. They're just not. All right. So effort, effort, nutrition, and recovery are going to be more important than exercise selection. So what I mean by that is. And I'm sorry, the last thing I mean by that is rather, you know, if you, you, you could do what's generally looked at as a bad choice for muscle growth, right? And if you're going hard on that exercise and getting near failure and really pushing and, and feeling that tension on your muscle and you're also eating well and recovering well, then that, then that person's going to grow more muscle than the other person who's, a, who's just trying to do the best exercise for it and not focusing on anything else. All right, so yes, exercise selection matters. Okay, it does. But what's more important is that effort, nutrition, and recovery are on point with that, okay? Again, because I, I just see so much about hypertrophy online, and it's always like, oh, do this because it's in the line of, you know, the, it falls into the line of pull with the muscle. It's more optimal, blah, 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 blah. But people rarely address the fact that you actually have to put a lot of effort into that, and a lot of other things go into muscle growth besides just your exercise selection and the angle of the pull or where the gravity is hitting your muscle, Right? There's a lot more that goes into it. All right, so those three things, effort, nutrition, recovery, are more important. Next one, core training, okay? And again, random thoughts here, but complete core training 
includes both spinal movement and spinal stabilization, okay? Which means there are exercises that you are trying to keep your, your spine still or you're trying to stabilize it in one position. And there are exercises where you're trying to get the spine to move. Both of those are needed if you want to have what I believe is complete core training. Hey, there's right now there's a group of people, there's a, a, a large group of trainers online that believe that the spine should not move under load. Okay, the spine can absolutely move under load if it's a load that you can handle, right? So a lot of the times core training has evolved into, in some circles in the fitness world, core training has evolved into just planks, side planks, anti-rotation exercises, you know, exercises where we're forcing our body to stay still, which is fine. Like those are good, definitely help with spinal stabilization, sure, but you're missing kind of half the puzzle there. You know, you still got to be able to move the spine. Like everybody can move our spine because it's made to move and flex and, and twist and bend. All right. So complete core training involves things like planks, side planks, or anti-rotation movements. Sure. But they also include things like crunches, reverse crunches, oblique, uh, like side bends, okay. Twisting, things like that. Rotating exercises that involve those are going to give you complete core training. Okay, so don't get sucked into the idea that our spine should never move under any load whatsoever. It happens all the time in life. Okay, so our spine can handle it. But of course, going back to the first thing I said, which is if you're trying to do too much weight that, you're, that you can handle, that's where things start to get a little bit more dangerous. Okay, so yes, stabilization and movement along the spine is good. Do both. I suggest doing each of those once, maybe twice a week if you can. Okay. It'll make for a nice strong core. And if those and for those of you who are interested in trying to have abs, right? Abs are a muscle. They are a core muscle. They will grow just like any other skeletal muscle, which is you gotta move them, you gotta stretch them under load. You can, they have to move. And you know, like like hypertrophy before, you gotta put effort into doing it. And there's gotta be good nutrition there involved as well. So once again, core training, you gotta do both if you wanna have a complete, strong, balanced core. Okay, moving on, C cook your protein in advance, okay? Some people don't like meal prepping, okay? I, I enjoy it. My wife and I enjoy meal prepping, we do. However, I know that there are people that don't wanna do it. They, won't, they don't wanna take a few hours, one, you know, one day out of the week and cook or two days out of the week and cook for the next few days. I get it, sure, it could be a pain in the ass sometimes and there are days where we don't wanna do it either, I get it, but at least, cook your protein in, in advance. Okay, people, most people do not eat enough protein. If you wanna be able to eat enough protein, a really good way to do that is by cooking your meats or whatever protein you like, I don't really care. Uh, we're not getting into a vegan versus non-vegan discussion, but cook your protein in advance. Okay, if you like ground beef, cook five pounds of ground beef on a Sunday and have that ready to go throughout the rest of the week so that if you want to just make a quick meal, you have that. You can make some frozen veggies, whatever other car starch you want to go with it. I don't really care. But get your protein in, cook it in advance. Okay, that's going to help you. That way you can at least freeze some of it. You can put it in the fridge. You always have readily available good sources of protein. Okay, you don't want to rely on always drinking you know, core powers drinks, which don't get me wrong, I love those things and I drink them often, but you don't wanna rely on those to have to hit your protein goals. Okay, so prep that protein in advance, keep it in the fridge, keep it in the freezer, do what you gotta do, but make sure it's there so that you can have it whenever you want or whenever you need to, okay? 
So again, I'm not even saying you have to meal prep everything, but just at least get that protein prepared ahead of time. Having said that, let's move on. <laughs> going back to training now, that's really the only thing I'm going to talk about with nutrition. But because again, I'm not a nutrition expert. I'm really not. I can tell you some basic stuff that might help you with your with along with your fitness program and hopefully some practical advice like the things we just talked about. But overall, I'm going to talk more about training now. Okay, lower body, train your lower body both unilaterally and bilaterally. And I've done I've done an episode on this in the past, right? But train your legs two legs at a time. Train your legs one leg at a time, okay? Again, going back to kind of the core training like we said before, if you're just doing one or the other, if you're always doing bilateral training, then you're missing out on developing your leg strength and overall leg health by ignoring unilateral training. And if you only do unilateral training, then again, you're ignoring some exercises where you can really push your legs and move some load and make them really get stronger. Or if you're interested in hypertrophy, really getting a lot of good mechanical tension on those legs and allowing for them to grow. Okay. If you don't like doing heavy squats, which, hey, not a lot of people do like that. The the general average person that goes to the gym does not like doing heavy squats and that's understandable. Okay. But you can still do things like leg presses, hack squats, okay? Yes, I am advocating for those exercises, especially the leg press. It allows you to have a nice long range of motion within your legs and load it up enough where you can give your your legs a little bit of a stimulus to grow, okay? So that can help you. But also don't neglect things like split squats, like rear foot elevated split squats, like single leg deadlifts. Those are also very good for us in terms of our stabilization of our hips, okay? getting unilateral leg strength, working a lot of the stabilizing muscles around our legs, like our adductors, abductors. Okay? Our body has a lot of muscles and it's really hard to target all of them individually. Okay? And some of them don't, in my opinion, some of them don't really need to be targeted individually. Some of them can just be targeted in things like single leg lifts or single leg exercises. Okay? Not everybody's going to agree with me on that, but that's fine. I'm just telling you from experience, I don't believe that every, that you need to target every individual muscle in order for to, to get stronger and make them grow. So again, when you're doing your lower body exercises, your leg, your leg training, unilateral and bilateral, I would try to get bo- both done at least twice a week if you can, right? At least two exercises of bilateral lower body, at least two exercises of unilateral lower body during the week, you know, three or four sets of each, whatever it is, but get that in. It's going to help. You're going to get your overall leg strength and it's going to improve. Okay. Excuse me. Having said that, we're going to keep it rolling here. Okay. Next thing, doing arms, training your arms is fun. Okay. If you want to train your arms and get, if you want to get bigger arms, excuse me, train them more often. I personally don't think it's enough to just like do rows and pulling or pressing to, to target your biceps and triceps. Okay. Yes, they are going to get stronger from doing things like pull up. Your biceps will get stronger from things like pull ups, lat pull downs, dumbbell rows. Like, yes, your biceps are working there and they will get stronger. Okay. Same thing with pressing. Your triceps are going to get stronger if you're bench pressing, if you're doing more push ups, if you're doing overhead pressing, okay. Any sort of pushing, your triceps are going to get stronger. However, if you really want them to grow, if you like want them, if you want to have bigger arms, which hey, a lot of people do, like that's fine. They, having bigger arms is fun. <laughs> if you if if you want that, then you got to train them more often. Okay, so you're doing your pushes and your pulls during your week, but at least at least one other time during the week, we should be targeting biceps and triceps on their own. Okay, a lot of people like to save it for the end of their workouts. I don't care when you do it, to be honest with you, but at least do them at least one more time during the week 
so you could try to target them and get them to grow a little bit because the best way to do it is to for most people is to just increase the the frequency of when you train those your arms okay so it's not enough to just do pushing and pulling in my opinion okay and also anybody who says doing arms because again going back to a different uh you know, a group of people in the fitness world who think having, you know, training their arms is not functional. Okay. I hear that a lot. Training, doing bicep curls is not functional, blah, 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 blah. Um, two things. Number one, it absolutely can be functional depending on what we're doing here because the word functional, again, did an episode on that in the past. Um, not going to get too much into it now, but it can be functional for sure. And it could make your arms stronger. I don't see why there's a problem there. And also everybody who says that, like they have small arms. I have never seen a trainer with decent size arms. And I'm not talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger size arms. Okay. I'm just talking about somebody who you look at them and you'd be like, Oh yeah, they got some pretty big arms. They probably work out a lot. Okay. I've never seen a trainer with arms like that. Say that doing arms is, is not functional. Why? Because that trainer probably trains their arms. Okay. So yeah, train your arms. It's fine. If that's what you want, if you want bigger arms, train them more often. Okay. Moving on. Um, something that I actually, this is something new that I haven't spoken about in the past, but I'm going to speak about it now. And that is do something besides lifting, if you can, okay? If you have the time, okay, do something besides lifting. Get out of the house. I mean, I say get out of the house because I work out at home, but like, you know, get out of the gym, go somewhere else, do something physical that's not just lifting weights and picking things up and putting them down. Obviously, that's what this entire podcast is about is lifting weights, but outside of that, like have something else that you like to do because it can get really boring after a while just focusing on lifting weights, Okay. Personally, I just started doing jujitsu recently. I had to modify my training schedule for that. Instead of lifting four days a week, I'm lifting less. And that's fine because I'm doing two, sometimes three days of jujitsu a week. It's getting me out of the house. It's getting me to learn a new skill that I've never learned before. And it's overall very beneficial. And I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm saying you got to do, you should do something else outside of just lifting weights and doing your cardio or whatever it is you like to do, right? Do something new, learn a new physical skill, okay? It's good for your overall development. It'll help you towards your goals for sure. And it's good for your mental health too. It's good to learn new things and to be a beginner again and to suck at things at first and to go through that process where you're getting better at it and you're growing and you're becoming proficient at a new skill. That's very beneficial for our physical and mental health, all right? So that one there, do something besides lifting, all right? And honestly, that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about here today. I've been going on for quite a while. It's been the longest episode yet so far because I'm leaving you with some thoughts. But like I said, I don't know when I'm going to put more episodes out. It's going to be a few months at least because I got a, I've been doing a ton of work outside of this. So until then, if you want to stay in touch with me, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Rob underscore Veltry. I haven't been posting all that much lately, but I'm going to try to post a little bit more often if I can. Um, you could reach out to me there. Okay. You can follow Stoked Athletics on Instagram. We have online training programs. We have in-person training programs. If you live on Long Island and you're near West Babylon where the gym is, we're an awesome gym to go to. Um, and again, if you're not, but if you are interested, reach out to me or follow Stoked Athletics and reach out to them. Ask about online training because we do a lot of that too. Okay. Um, and yeah, anything else, feel free to reach out to me at any point through social media. All right. I'm on Twitter too, but you don't need to follow me on Twitter. I really don't post much there. Uh, Instagram is really where I'm most active. Uh, but yeah, so if you're interested, reach out. If you've finished this episode and also finished the other 29 episodes, congratulations. Tell me that and, uh, you know, I'll buy you a drink one day. Anyway, thanks for listening guys. And hopefully I get to talk to you soon.